Bruce Newberry. The food dude. Well, here at the Weberry Inn, we are so excited to be able to give you some great news for a great Valentine celebration. It's Bruce and Bree here at the Weberry Inn. Hello, Brianna. Hello, Bruce, and hello, everyone. It is great to be able to share this news. Yes, we we are excited. We're going to actually be open on a Tuesday. Yes, on Valentine's <laughs> Day, <laughs> Valentine's night. So let romance be in the air and uh, get here to the Weberry Inn. What do we have? We're, we're so many exciting things. Yes. Um, so our plan is to run our regular menu, um, which by then we will have some wonderful new items um, mm-hmm. that I believe you've heard from Tony. Um, and then we're going to run some really wonderful specials that the kitchen is still working on their creations, but we will find out those are very soon here. But you know us, it's the Weberry Inn, so you know there's going to be something to share and there's going to be something hearty and wonderful and memorable and something that you've enjoyed here in the past. So uh, get ready and make your reservations for Valentine's Night at 802-388-4015 and uh, get your table reserved for that special special night you know that there's going to be some dessert specials yes uh donna's creations again we just have the best culinary team as i might be biased but uh i think we do and you speak the truth <laughs> I, I do yes. um so yeah so i am quite excited to see what she comes up with because i'm i'm always very very thrilled with them yes and we've got a couple of things to tell you about right now First of all, we have a lodging special that is going to be good right through the month of April. So that is correct. plan a getaway. It can be a Valentine's getaway, but it doesn't have to be on Valentine's night. Tell us about this room special through April. All right. Uh, so we are going to be running this special, and this is Wednesday through um, Saturdays, and it will be uh, the best room available for $150 a night um, plus taxes and that does include a full service breakfast um, so we're just hoping to see lots of people over the next couple of months and while you're here you can go up to Riker or you can head up to Snowball yes um, you can sit in front of our fire and have a nice cup of hot chocolate with Bailey's and read a book whatever your heart desires um, but we got these beautiful cozy rooms that are just begging for you to come you bet and at a great price but you must call and get this special rate so call and make your lodging reservation here at the Wayberry Inn at 802-388-4015. And when you come in for dinner, Wednesday through Saturday, we've got a special for you if you love oysters. Yes. Uh, so for the month of January, uh, again, Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays, we are going to be running a two bucks a shuck um, nice. special. Um, so you can come in, have some oysters, have a nice cold beer or whatever your heart desires desires nice and fresh and sounds good <laughs> two bucks a shuck you can afford to splurge on some champagne with those oysters exactly. yeah. <laughs> but whatever your pleasure we're here for you so valentine's menu we've got two buck a shuck oysters we've got a lodging special through april and take advantage of all of it Make your plans and call us at 802-388-4015 and uh, come and spend some of this time with us here at the Wayberry Inn. Yes, please do. Well, welcome to the Food Dudes Table. We're here in the Pine Room of the Wayberry Inn and we're going to 
taste through a couple of menu items, new menu items with Chef Tony Petri. How are you? I'm good. It's been a, it's been a while. It since has. We've done anything. This is this is amazing. This is really a throwback to kind of the way things used to be around here at the Wayberry Inn. We would do these menu tastings on a fairly regular basis and haven't done one for a while. In fact, the last one may well have been out on the back deck. <laughs> I think about it, but uh, this is very exciting. And we've got a couple of uh, things. These are going to be on the new menu. Yep. We, uh, we're, we're still working on, on some of it, but these two items were pretty settled on. Uh, the first one you're going to taste is a, a pomegranate glazed salmon. Uh, it's a reduction I make with pomegranate juice, uh, molasses, and served over celeriac puree, uh, confit fennel, and a celery and grape salad with pine nuts. And we I've just had a listener question a few weeks back wondering what to do with grapes. Mm-hmm. The um, he, he was a fan of grapes. He said, I love grapes. How do you cook with grapes? What do you do? Well, here you go. Yeah, grapes are grapes are uh, a really great way to add sweetness to a dish without actually having to add processed sugars. And uh, this is something I picked up in Philly at a restaurant called Zahav. Um, it's an Israeli place. Yeah. And it might be Lebanese. I don't want to get in trouble. So who's it's the, the Middle the East. Owner? Uh, Michael Solomonov yes. is the owner. Yes. He's a great guy. He owns uh, uh, Cooking Solo out there, and I've yes. done some work with them. I did a stage out there before I came here, and they're just really great. All those guys are great. Um, so he was using a lot of fruits and and different, you know, unprocessed sugars, basically, to get the sweetness into the dish, and it really resonated with me and what I think is my style. So this dish has grapes uh, in a celery salad, and they are dressed in a little vinegar, little red wine vinegar and it's it's a very mediterranean preparation um so i've done uh, several kind of iterations of the salad where i've grilled the celery before i've i've done it with different fruits i've done it with fennel sliced fennel and it just really it works really good uh, and the pomegranates of course are right in style everybody mm-hmm. cooks with pomegranate uh and the celeriac puree uh is such a winner uh it it'll become your best friend it'll become your favorite dish uh, want to talk about how you used it in another dish, but take a minute and talk about celeriac, what it is, and how good it is. Well, celeriac is um, it's the celery root, and they have selected uh, celeriac so much for the root that uh, the, it's, it's almost a different plant now where it doesn't grow celery stalks, but it is genetically the same. It's just selected for the size of the root, and you cook it like uh, you cook a potato, uh, or a beet. Yeah, uh, I cook mine in white wine in the oven, covered in white, uh, covered in foil with white wine and peppercorn, salt, and then I just puree it with a little olive oil, and reheat it to order. Mm-hmm. Whoa! So we have you left out the pistachios. Oh right, and, the, and I garnish with a little pistachio just to give it a little crunch. So good. So we have the that sharp sweetness tartness of the pomegranate. Um, that salmon is crispy. It is so good. And the celeriac adds such a foundation to it. It, again, perfect choice because it, it just has some, some body and some character to it that you wouldn't find in if you had just done mashed potato. Right, yeah. And, and some of our listeners might remember if they were here for Thanksgiving, this was actually on that holiday menu. And, you know, we don't sell a lot of salmon on Thanksgiving, as you can imagine. Mm. Uh, but we did sell more salmon than we have in past years, and I really liked the way this dish looked and tasted. I think the flavors are right there. 
looks beautiful. The flavor is right there. And uh, everything. Let me try a little bit of this celery here. Oh, that's the fennel. That's the I mean, coffee the, uh, fennel. Let me try a little of this fennel. Because um, that's going to add a little bit of um, a bottom to it as well. So let's go with the fennel and the salmon and the celeriac. This should be a good bite. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. What is atop this salmon? On top of that salmon is uh, the pomegranate glaze. Mm -hmm. So it's a reduction I made of um, pomegranate juice, some seeds that I strained out, and molasses and honey, uh, and, and balsamic vinegar. And so it's, it's similar to a gastrique in that way that it's acidic and reduced with sugar, mm -hmm. but it has just a little bit more body and a little stronger of a flavor. It's well seasoned. There's, there's, um, where's the savory coming from? The savory is, is coming it? from the salmon itself. Okay. And, and the celeriac is, is also savory. So it, again, is just all perfect working together. Uh, and that fennel adds those notes of anise that without without it you would miss it uh, the first bite i took i didn't have any of the fennel second bite i took with it makes all the difference in the world you know it amplifies it yep celeriac and and fennel uh are are a classic combination mm. so i'd like to say i invented it but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking this from years and years of others people other people's experience but again it's perfect and it's um it's such a great discovery is it is it considered a winter vegetable? It's a root vegetable. Yeah, it, it does well in the winter. Yeah. Um, anything that you know you can stick in your cellar and will stay good in thirty to forty degrees temperature is is a good winter option. So yeah, we're really trying to to go more seasonal uh, this winter, and you know the roots are are the the substance of the winter. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so this would be on the regular menu. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And our 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 projection is will this will be live on the 1st of February. Now, whether we hit that projection or not, it's up in the air. Uh, we still have some cost analysis to do. We still have some um, pub items to, to play with. Mm -hmm. But uh, we've tried several different, several different dishes now, and we've accepted most of them. And there's a couple that still appetizers that still need a little work, a little yeah, tweaking. Yeah. Uh, Chef Christian made this lamb dish that I wish you could taste today. Yes, I heard about this the lamb. was honestly the best thing that we tasted while we were doing out of the salmon and the chicken you're about to taste. Both are very good, but Christian's preparation, he does a, a North African spice rub on this rack of lamb. It's not too spicy, but it's got heat that you can, you can taste. Mm. And he serves it over uh, a tomato sauce with apricots and just the kind of lamb, gamey lamb flavor, the tomatoes, and this tagine spice is just uh yeah. it's just it was on otherworldly i, I can't describe ah. it another way it just it all it, it uses every part of your tongue oh my gosh does it's, that sound good the oh, i was wondering when you said north african because that could go in a couple of different directions you could have kind of uh, preserved lemon notes you could have right but you say that this had some heat to it yes yeah preserved lemon would be really great somewhere in there as well but <laughs> we'll work on that Nice. This is amazing. So this uh, salmon, grape, pomegranate, fennel, celeriac. What did I leave out? Pine nuts. Pine nuts. Yes. 
what a dish. You will, uh, you will be very, very happy ordering this, and uh, you'll be talking about it for a long time, and uh, you'll bring your friends, and you'll say you have to try this. So excellent job on the new menu. Before we go on to the next dish, Chef Tony, uh, I had the opportunity to try a special that you were running. It was a uh, smoked chicken leg and thigh over the celeriac puree uh, with, um, uh, with a ravioli that was stuffed with sweet potato and regatta. Um, it was amazing, really amazing. Everything worked it. together. And, and I really kept thinking about this celeriac because, again, it, it was the perfect foundation, the perfect bed, because it, it reminded you of a mash but it had more character, more, it, it held together more body than just a mashed potato. Yep. And the mashed potato, I think, would have lost, it would have washed out the regatta. Uh, and it, it really wouldn't have enabled that to stand out with the character that it did. But uh, it was such a great falling off the bone chicken. Mm. Now that came out of your smoker, right? That's right. I, I brined that chicken leg uh, the same way I'll, I'll, I brined the, the chicken for the next dish you'll taste and, and pineapple uh, and um, coconut with a little water and salt. Uh, brine that overnight, smoked the chicken leg for a few hours, two, two and a half hours, real low temperature, and then finished it in the oven to order uh, and then kind of crisped up the skin in the broiler. Uh, yeah. That's a dish we're working on still. I'm not totally sure, um, you know, the ravioli... I made, uh, I still have to work on my dough a little bit. I wasn't very happy with the consistency, but it, uh, if you say it's good, then it must be. It was good. Um, so I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep working on that, but the celeriac really works in a lot of different preparations. Um, and it is, yeah. it is a totally, you know, don't, no one get worried that we're taking mashed potatoes off the menu. <laughs> we're not. Uh, but the celeriac is, it feels lighter, but with more body almost. It's mm -hmm. just, um, it's a different flavor profile entirely. You will love it. It'll become your favorite thing. Um, really amazing. We're here in the Pine Room at the Wayberry Inn at the Food Dude's Table with Chef Tony Petri here at the Wayberry Inn tasting our way through some items that are going to be on a new menu you'll start to see later this winter, shooting for February, and we'll hope for the best. Chef Tony, we have an amazing chicken here. Yep, this is, uh, this is a classic that I, I've, been, I've been doing for a long time. I've expanded on it throughout the years. Uh, initially, I was doing this with salmon, but uh, the chicken harissa is well known, so try to keep it a little familiar. Uh, it's uh, this is a chicken thigh. I'll be serving a airline breast, so a boneless breast with just one wing. Right, on it. the drumette. Yep, the drumette, and um, this is served over a red harissa sauce, which I made with Fresno peppers and um, spices, Middle Eastern spices, and the chicken itself is crusted in, in zaytar spice, which is uh, sesame and sumac. It's a, it's a spice blend, but it's characterized mostly by the sesame and the sumac. Mm -hmm. in it. There's, there's cumin, there's coriander, there's thyme, um, but the, the two standouts are going to be the sesame and the sumac. And this is served over uh, pearled couscous yeah, and topped with a, a kind of tangy pineapple chutney. With uh, and served with carrots. Oh, how nice! Yeah, there's a grilled carrot atop this that uh, looks 
looks great here. All right, so we've got to get everything together here. So we want to have a little chicken, a little couscous, um, and a little, um, I want to get some of that salsa on there too, the chutney rather. Mm. So let's have some of that. And um, well, we'll try this for now, and then we'll come back and see if we can get some of that harissa, uh, that sauce, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the pepper uh, reduction. Yep. Nice. Chicken thigh is amazing. Juicy, falling off the bone, flavorful. More flavor and character that, than you get out of um, a, a breast of chicken or even a wing. Here comes the spice. Oh, that's perfect. Mm. Yeah, yeah, this harissa sauce is... Uh it's very simple to make, and it just tastes great. Uh, and I have a bunch of Fresno peppers. I think I'm going to uh, – usually I just roast them and emulsify them with some oil, but I think uh, in the coming months I'll ferment a batch of them, and that will give it a little extra kind of tang. Nice. Um, there's the pineapple. Very nice. The carrot is crunchy. And then this, this Fresno this Fresno pepper uh, sauce, again, describe that for me, Tony. So this, uh, it's a harissa sauce. It's, it's a Fresno it's a pepper sauce. sauce. You, you can use, um, you know, in, in traditionally it would be Aleppo pepper, and I put some flake in there, Aleppo pepper flake, um, and I just roast it. I roast the, the spicy pepper with a bell pepper, and I emulsify oil into it. Uh, to make it kind of smooth, and I season it with uh, cumin, a little, just a pinch of cumin, not enough to overwhelm it, and a little coriander. Um, I, I've done this with jalapenos and green peppers before, and I've put fresh cilantro and parsley in there, and, and that's also very good. But this is a little more simple. Parsley's in the dish in, in the couscous, so um, just try to keep it nice and clean. Nice. It's, it's a slow burn. Uh, the heat comes up slowly. It's not overwhelming. It's not jalapeno type, but it is. It's approaching kind of a cayenne type of a heat, so or uh, or a chipotle. It's uh, no, it's still fresh. It's uh, it's got some high notes, and you know from the from the harissa spice, and then the heat comes in. Uh, very very nice with the chicken. It's going to be amazing if I can get all three going on mm -hmm. here with this with this chutney, and the chicken. And the harissa all at once. Let's see if I can pull this one off. <laughs> yes. Now, the, the the harissa is spicy, and the pineapple kind of has a nice, cool, and refreshing flavor to it. Mm. So it's it's meant to balance out. Um, and then the, the toasted seeds atop the chicken add a nice crunch to the skin. And they also have a, a very nutty and earthy flavor that just really ties this dish together. I've served it with beets. I've served it with carrots. Anything that grows in the dirt mm. really... Um, really works with this with these flavors oh that's nice with the uh, with the seeds on top and the harissa and the pineapple yep yeah that's complete yep really nice i i love this dish i've done it uh many different restaurants i've done it uh a lot of people have helped me expand on it i didn't use to do the crust of sea of the spice and that really just pushed this to, the, to yeah, another level that if it wasn't there yep. yeah absolutely although with what you did um with what you did with that chicken leg 
you know, with that kind of uh, the, the with the crispy skin, that would work with this too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it would it would add a different character to it. It would add a smokiness to it, not the brightness that you have here or the heat. But uh, this is really enjoyable. Boy, I, w- I want to eat this whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll we'll serve this with the breast, but I want to. Um just say uh, the breast will be tender and, ju- and juicy. We, we're going to brine it. Uh, this this thigh is brined for 24 hours mm. in a pineapple, coconut, and um, and a little rice wine vinegar. Uh, and it just it makes a world of difference. It, if you have the time to brine your chicken, you really should because it, it just won't dry out. You could cook it for hours, and right. it, it'll stay nice and juicy, and it'll absorb the flavor uh, of whatever you put with it, and it will also... Uh, have notes of that flavor in the brine so the chicken itself isn't doesn't taste very pineapple or coconutty but it's there and and those are also you know the there's coconut in that pineapple chutney so it you all could definitely taste that it, it adds a tropical uh note to it which is very nice yeah it, it all plays plays together mm, it does that's a good way to say it it all plays together very very well a nice little hit of coconut right there at the end so this would um I mean, again, you'd be you'd be very very satisfied with this is your dinner, no doubt. And it's a it's a dish that you'll talk about and that you'll want to have again and explain to people. So uh, really really nice. A lot of influences going on, but yet you know it's it's Vermonty because you've got some uh, some some root vegetables going on here with the carrots. Um, and of course the uh you know the the chicken and it is um a really nice nice dish for a winter's evening really good thanks very very good um let me go back to let me go back to uh, my other dinner here at the wayberry and an appetizer that you would send out mm, yes uh with the with the collalini yeah, Collini, baby cauliflower, heirloom cauliflower. I've seen it called many different things, but it's uh, it's a long stalked cauliflower yes. essentially. It was it was delicious. It was um, you would sauté it a little bit. I sautéed it uh, in olive oil with smoked almonds, yes. apricots, uh, and just onions and garlic, and served it over some uh, whipped feta that has uh, a little jalapeno whipped into it, a roasted jalapeno. So. It's got some heat to it. Uh, it's a common theme among my dishes, but I wouldn't say it's overly spicy. Um, no, most of the spice came from the smoked almonds, which were Donna's spicy almonds that you would throw in your smoker. No, that's uh, they're, these are just plain almonds oh, that, I've, me, that I've smoked. Let me back off. Yeah. With So the heat seemed to come from the, the smoked almonds. Huh. So those were just salted and then, and then smoked for really? an hour and a half. And, Would uh, they have picked up the jalapeno and they, the feta? They could have, uh, just from sitting. Or in it there. could have been all in my head because I, I was thinking about the spice nuts. It's, that, it's meant, <laughs> that it's you meant guys to do. be tasted as a like you've been tasting all these dishes, sort of a bite of each component. So you know, it's sometimes hard to tell what's which is giving off which flavor. But as long as you taste the layers in your mouth, then mm. it's it's working. And, and this dish is is. Um, is also a classic that I shamelessly ripped off from a restaurant I worked in in Ithaca, but they used <laughs> they used regular cauliflower, so I'd like to think I elevated it a little bit. I, lo- I love the cauliflower, and I think if it'll make a lot of friends because it looks like broccolini. It looks like baby broccoli. It is a pale green with these little white 
blossoms on the end, very appealing, and it has a mild flavor to it. It's nice, it's crunchy, the saute was excellent, it gave it some character and some warmth, and it was really enjoyable, and you found yourself just wanting to eat the whole thing. It's it's a good dish, um, you know, and, I, and I, we used to do it with dates, but uh, I chose apricots for this preparation. Just oh, a better choice, yeah. Yeah, it seemed a little... The, the flavor of the cauliflower is a little more delicate yes. than, a, than a regular head of cauliflower you'd see in the store. So I figured a, a, a little lighter, sweeter, less uh, creamy. Yes. And it's, it's interesting because you maybe wouldn't think of a sweet flavor to start off a meal, a sweet flavor to start off in an appetizer. You think of that as more of a dessert. But it really worked well. I think the apricots were an excellent choice because they just brought a bit of sweetness. I think the dates would have been a little overpowering, especially with the little delicate baby, uh, baby cauliflower. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and again, you know, uh, sweet and savory, you know, it's, it's a classic combination. And you don't want to be overly sweet. But uh, again, with using dried fruits, or, or it's unprocessed. It's not, you know, plenty of restaurants will put uh, a sugar in there, some sugar in their sauce. But if you're using right. caramelized onions or you're using um, fresh fruits or dried fruits or vegetables, uh, it's healthier. It's a healthier way to get that sweetness, and it's it's not as processed. It's not as um, harmful to the environment. Well, I mean, you could say a lot about the fruit industry, but, well, that's another, a different topic. That's a different discussion. And we want to be friendly to everybody here. That's right. And so this is going to be a great way to spend a winter's evening. So look for these on the new menu at the Wayberry Inn coming later on this winter from Chef Tony Petri. Always good to talk to you. Thanks, Thank you Bruce, very, you very too. much. Excellent job. Bruce Newberry. The food dude.